0: Welcome, our new Gentlemen Overlords.
1: Who? 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 Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together.
2: How are we doing?
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gentlemen Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And if you're wondering, is that my podcast app that made that really quiet to start and then louder all of a sudden? No, that was a little trick from me to you, the listener. Ah, easing you into the those podcast yeah a little bts just trying to ease you into the podcast so easily just a quick volume jump is my favorite <laughs> kind of
0: ease into something however almost it's almost easter and that's one of those classic easter pranks it's you like to play easter, on the listeners i
1: like to eat easter people into the po- anyways um let's talk about movies we've seen
0: you forget about me look my way girl <laughs> something breakfast movies we've seen roberts start us off buddy um traveled a couple weeks ago to lovely schweitzer resort in idaho uh didn't do any skiing or snowboarding myself but did tromp around in the snow and When I wasn't tromping around, you watched watching some movies. Michael
1: Fassbender's The Snowman.
0: You're right, dear Mister Police. He gave me all the clues. That's correct. Um, we watched Tombstone. Amazing movie. Talked about it on here before. Val Kilmer, Kurt Russell, Sam Elliott, uh, Michael Bean, Bill Paxton, so many people. Uh, Powers Booth, uh, Thomas Hayden Church who might come up later (gasps) in our discussion. You got Michael Rooker in there. You got Jason Priestley. You got Billy Bob Thornton. You got Stephen Lang, Billy Zane. You got so many people. It's insane. Um, Love that film. It's also kind of, we watched like a little behind the scenes thing before. And I'd heard this, I think, that after the director passed away in some little, like American Western magazine or some weird like Cowboy magazine, Kurt Russell, like quickly did an interview. I was like, yeah, I basically actually kind of directed it. And he, I, I I told him, I gave him all the shot lists every day and he d- did what I told him to do. It's like good memory of that, man. Thank you so much for that. Um, I do think that's kind of funny, but it is, I mean, that's very impressive. Who's going to dispute that, him that he's now that he's dead. Yeah. He's like, and what's he going to fucking say? Come back from the grave and have a fucking shootout with me. fucking dare him. I don't
1: think so. fucking dare him.
0: And, and I'll meet him tower. in Tombstone if I um after that we watched uh, this is over the course of a couple of days, uh Walk Hard, John Z. Riley. Still holds up. Uh we <laughs> remember uh, that
2: song A Gungung.
0: A gunga Odo Gunga where Jar Jar's. Gung, from. Gung.
1: Uh
0: I remember seeing that in a little town in uh somewhere in Oregon with uh, uh, my buddies who were all on the trip, and um, we were laughing our ass off mm-hmm. then, and laughing our ass off now. Still,
1: it is still so funny. Yeah, a few
0: watched it with the same buddies this time around. Same buddies, partners now. Hey, we weren't. Uh, we weren't part. We weren't maidenless, as the Elden Ring players say. Uh, it was uh great. Uh,
2: that's not what they say. It's something about fingers and um, holes. finger butthole.
0: Well, we weren't doing that either. We were just watching Walkart. What am I laughing.
1: missing not playing Elden Ring? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so much. Um Yeah, it was really great. I I love that. It's in the same for um Popstar. Mm-hmm. And um I know I, I really like it a lot, but some people like, you know, love it probably as much as I love Walkhart and those other ones is um Spinal Tap. Yeah, music music mockumentaries like they there are just some really amazing ones, and I feel like Walk Hard is so high up there because it also like hits so many of the parodies, and oh, it's just such a delight. It also feels movie. like
1: not a ton of people saw it. I think because like it came out in, like late two thousand seven or something, and I do feel like there was like a bit of a comedy like like people were tired of of like studio comedies for a little bit, and I feel like it mm-hmm. came out right in that time where people were just like not seeing comedies in the theater like it was it was pre the hangover but like kind of post the height of comedy yeah right comedy made a return with um but like right after like everyone was super sick of like because will ferrell had a movie coming out like every six months at that point so i think people like had hit a malaise on comedies and john c riley i think was also kind of tied to will ferrell at the time and so i do feel like that movie came out in like Unfortunately, the right time for a bunch of people to be like, oh, I think I'll skip that. And so I do feel like a lot of people are like discovering it recently. And I I think it's yeah, it's it definitely holds up. It is so funny.
0: Yeah, so good
1: i still haven't um, seen
2: walk the line i kind of want to watch that and then watch walk hard again so i get the reference you gotta do
0: you gotta do walk the line ray and then watch Walk oh, Hard. Yeah, yeah that's right although that's i don't know right. i think like the, the ray stuff is mostly like his smell blindness right yeah i don't think it i think it is much more Walk the line than it is ray but yeah they do they do pull from that um uh we watched gremlins 2 the mm. new batch
2: you watch Another... gremlins pretty often don't you
0: I I feel like recently, I mean, I feel like maybe in the last year, I've watched like the Gremlins two uh, before, and then maybe Gremlins around Christmas or something because that's more of a holiday themed movie. I don't know, which is very pleasant. And I I just brought like physical DVDs because I figured there'd be a DVD player, and I just was like trying to bring like crowd pleasers. Like I even was like, well, there's a lot of folks here. Some people are going to be eating. There's like a ch- there's a child on the trip. Someone that's going to be you know putting the kid down or napping and. Basically, like, if we put it on the background, I was like, what movies would be good if, like, that people might have seen already, but are just, like, pretty, like, solid, like, fairly unobjectionable as, as in terms of, like, everyone could sit down and catch parts of it and stuff. But we watched, all sat down and actually watched most of them, and it was uh, really pleasant. But Gremlins 2, love it. Uh, so creative. The uh, Key and Peel sketch is right on as far as just the ridiculousness of, like people pitching these weird gremlins and then you talk about movie. the Hulkster coming in. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really, it's really funny. And, um, yeah, I'm just waiting for gremlins three at this point. Fingers
1: crossed. Joe, <laughs> da- Joe Dante. I know you're listening. Mm-hmm. Get to work, buddy.
2: Get Kurt Russell to direct it. Get Cur- yeah. I mean. take, take Kurt. Yeah. Kurt take,
1: take Kurt Russell's notes. And then once you die, you know, that man's taken. All the credit.
0: Uh, we watched an American werewolf in London. Another one that I feel like is on my kind of like, you on do. My wa- I feel like
1: you watch that a lot too. Yeah.
0: I just really love, it's just like so creative. I level like the dream sequences and how like trippy and weird it is leading up to even him transforming for the first time. Um, the effects are amazing. The director sucks shit, uh, but he made a good werewolf movie. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, uh yeah, it's just really great. I really envy the the coats that they're wearing when they first get dropped off um on the moors are so cool. They're just like big puffy coats, and one's kind of like sort of like a weird pea green and one's uh red, and I'm just jealous of them.
2: They're so Was, retro it, made,
0: cool. was it early eighties? Uh late.
2: 70s 70s? early 80s i would have i could double uh, check 70s, early 80s had some great fucking jackets
0: mm -hmm. yeah they're really great um yeah and i just think it's such a funny it's also just like kind of it's kind of corny but it's like every every song in the soundtrack is moon themed um which is sort of corny because like even it doesn't feel like it always fits what's happening but um, but it is
1: a werewolf movie
0: so it is does it have uh, the
2: like Japanese X Men theme song "Howl at the Moon"? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe in the. I hope they do a remake, and that's part of it. There's a lot more Moon Song at this point now. They're going to show clips of Moon Knight, the theme well, song
2: from Moonfall.
0: Hmm. Uh, eighty-one, I believe, was when that was when that was made. Um, and then I also watched uh the Nice Guys on that.
2: Oh. love it! I, I think Ryan it's like gosling.
0: Seventy-seven. Yeah, I wonder what he's up to um because he's, he's so great to do some,
2: he's supposed to do something with chris evans a cia movie but hmm. i think i don't know if that's still coming out
0: i'm just surprised like i think i said it before when i've spoken about this like they set up a sequel that they're mm. like gonna have sort of a detective agency russell crowe is back uh has fallen off the wagon and is apparently staying off the wagon he's drinking again um and ryan goslin's character is still kind of a fuck up but like it's sort of a weird ending too where like not all the people that should have gotten in trouble did and I just would love set in the early eighties as much as you can age up. Cause that uh, the daughter in the, in the movie is so great. And she's the one another, who is in. another actor we may talk about also later in, in the episode. We're going to talk about, um, so make it appropriate, you know, early eighties, mid eighties or something. Um, they won't look like they'll have aged that much, but yeah. I really love the seventies. I think it's like 77 when it takes place. Like, you know, you could do it. It, it would just, I'm just, it's annoying to me because it seems like a fun IP and something that they should just like. That they, they, they had. I hope it made some money, and I hope it was popular enough to necessitate that. So I think they anyway.
1: should instead. I think they should come out with a new Nice Guys every couple of years, but have it jump a decade every time yes. they do a new one. That and, formula, starts, and then it starts like going
0: into the future.
1: That tried and true formula.
0: Um, I'll rattle off some more that I'm that I went through. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Rewatch that. Love it. Never heard of it. What can I say about What's it? About um, there's a snowball fight or a, snide on, a fight on a snowball or something, and then like a swamp. It's like there's like a mud. I guess it's like a mud fight at that point. And there's like uh, a cloud uh, fight, kind of. Cloud fight. They really, yeah, they really crossed like off that. all the teas. Mm-hmm. So that's mostly what it's about. Um, watch turning Red for the third time.
2: Wow. Very enjoy that movie. Wow. Yeah. There apparently. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, no, I don't know. I mean, I've watched it with different people and stuff like that, but I, it's just very enjoyable. And mm-hmm. I was like, huh. and I don't know watches. while I'm still liking it or I hate it. <laughs> um,
1: before you realize that the, uh, liberal Disney is trying to, <laughs> trying to poison your mind with
0: these, uh, they're trying to get me to have a period. <laughs> um, I watched Steven Soderbergh's new movie, Kimmy with, yeah. uh, zoe kravitz and it takes place in seattle and she hears like a crime on an alexa style um device that she kind of like goes through the prompts of and it's sort of this takes place sort of during the quarantine but almost sort of post-quarantine it was almost filmed in a sense of like people when people are addressing her they're like aren't you ready to get back out there and she's like no not exactly and where's her mask and stuff but it was almost filmed in such a way of like, I don't know how it is now where like things are opening up and mask things are going away, but it doesn't mean that you're not still necessarily wary or people aren't wearing masks or that people aren't still getting sick. So I think it was almost, it felt intentional and and kind of smart to do it in that sense where it didn't say like, this is the date and COVID is over. It was just sort of like, it was happening during this time and filmed during that time, so Max, um, should
1: I uh, splice in the your, a clip of you from three episodes ago when you talked about this movie?
2: Shh! Don't tell them. <laughs> don't tell them. Have them keep explaining it to me. What? <laughs> just I'm just Nothing.
0: giving my my you know version of it. I know that you you've watched it, but
2: I always forget. If you guys talk about a movie, I'll watch it like uh, three episodes later, and I won't remember it all. So I wasn't sure. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what you think overall of of the movie.
0: No, oh, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it overall. I uh, I thought the like the tech part of it was kind of you know realistic enough, and I was surprised to see not only does Andy Daly, the comedian, show up, but so does David Wayne. Really, within like minute, yeah, within like minutes of each other, like David Wayne's her dentist that she calls on like Zoom, and Andy Daly's like her bo- her direct boss, um, but they're very small roles. Uh, but no, I really enjoyed it, and um, it was filmed there's...
1: outside my uh, friend's apartment. She watched a lot of the movie. get filmed it right outside her window. Wow, she's in like, L.A. Boring. I've seen it
0: here.
2: Here, yeah. oh okay, because like the majority, the the stuff where she's inside, that's all filmed in L.A. Yeah, and then there's well, that's like, not shocking, but like the second half, there's a lot of stuff here. Yeah, it's it was right by my old office.
0: And, mm. Um, uh, a really bunch good of stuff on Elliot. I enjoyed it. Uh, finally watched the Mitchells versus the Machines. Sorry yeah. that I waited so long to watch it because that is a great movie.
2: Uh, All right, Vindication. I'm done. Yes, that's and it. Takashi, okay, you've seen it
1: not, or I still haven't seen it. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep Max on the pod for a couple more years just uh, Man, string him along. You know what? No, 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 no.
0: We now I'm I'm putting my energy like a spirit bomb style with Max, and we're forcing <laughs> you to watch it yeah. before next episode. I'm so sorry. You gotta watch it. I don't yeah. know, my
1: man. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty swamped with all these things <laughs> to do, so I don't know,
0: man. Wait, already? Does that mean you're gonna watch the Sh- the Shrek movies? Yeah, I said I was swamped. Okay, got it.
2: That's <laughs> what it means when you. A, that's what you tell all-star. people
0: when like you're actually going to watch the Shrek. Films. I'm having a Shrek
1: marathon. I'm swamped.
0: Got it.
2: And then the um, your assignment by uh, next one is Boardwalk Empire. Ooh, okay. And <laughs> Every which. Season.
0: How far do I have to go? Because you don't know how much. How many episodes of oh, okay,
2: yeah, which no, is anywhere from that, one to eight seasons you've claimed, yeah, and also I, okay, three, four, five. I <laughs> okay. don't know. It's somewhere in that range.
0: Um, I won't say too much about it, Andrew. You you have to watch it. It's very good. Uh, it's very charming, and I am all the more pissed that there were jokes about it at the the so called Oscars. Oh no, um, that's what him. that's what Chris Rock said. He said like. Yeah, the Mitchells versus the Machines is just animation, and that's for kids. Yeah. And then Will Smith is like, "How dare you!" Um, uh, my understanding is
1: Jada Pinkett Smith's favorite movie is the <laughs> Mitchells versus the Machines, and then, and then whew, Will Smith,
0: Welcome to Earth. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, yeah, very good. Uh, Hope everybody. And- glad uh, we covered
2: that shit fest on our podcast. Yeah, we, we had we, to, we had to
0: get it. our take in. Yeah, we're like, you know what? This is I think this is the tip of the iceberg. We're right at we're riding this wave. Also, I hope everybody um,
1: appreciated my very spot-on Chris Rock impression.
0: Hey yes. everybody, Jada Pinkett Smith. I think we all sort of just like Braced <laughs> yourselves
1: for a that. like Now, let me wipe the shoe polish off my face and, uh...
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, we are releasing this oh, video okay. version of this one only, which yeah. is weird, but um Tremors was on DeBar and I watched uh, DeBar? Tremars tremors. Tremors was on Debar. Was on Debar with Kevon Bikan and other guy. Um, <laughs> and other guy. <laughs> it's really good. Love Tremors. Oh, it's uh, that
2: guy. That guy who seems like he should be uh, Punisher's dad.
0: Punisher's dad. Which Punisher?
2: The new one.
1: <clears throat> what, uh, oh. Uh, oh, Shane from The Walking Dead. Jets.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah.
1: Jay Baruchel. <laughs> <That's just
0: laughs> <I can't remember
2: laughs> yeah ja so, the is new the, punish new punish 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 is the one that yeah hasn't come out yet
0: um uh. and finally we're we're in the home stretch you guys i'm so sorry uh. i watched everything everywhere all at once oh no
2: i want to see it so bad oh
0: i won't tell you any details the better to go in blind um what a treat and it is Whew. It's probably, I mean, I haven't seen a shit ton of new movies this year, but it's in, it's my number one right now. It's, it's something else. If you possibly can see it on the big screen in theaters, do so. Find a, find a matinee or sometime or you can go early. It's also like, it just has a weird release. I feel like it's not the most prevalent out there. So mm-hmm. try and make it happen, but it is, um, it's really special. Uh, incredible effects and and performances and has to be seen has to be seen so don't don't wait on that please um finally other night I watched Pacific Rim and that's a movie that I feel like over the years I was like oh it's like a big dumb movie but it's you know whatever I just really like that movie like just unironically I think the effects especially like the scale of things like walking into a hangar and I looked up a little behind the scene of like how much is a set and extras walking versus like stuff they added in. And they really did a fucking great job on so much of that. The scale of the robots. I love the way the Kaiju are designed. I like how ridiculous everything is. Charlie from always sunny mind melding with a Kaiju and has got blood in his eye, the rest of the movie and runs into Ron Perlman who's a Kaiju dealer and all done up. And uh, I just, ah it's it's really great and then i also watched the trailer for the second one because i did watch that at one point, and i was like yeah it's just not as good um which is a shame yeah, yeah. i never watched a the concept. second one because it's not tra- it's not it terrible, so terrible. It it's not terrible bad. it's just like it's just less than which is a shame it's just not as just not as good but i really love pacific rim and it was a really fun rewatch so glad i glad i did that again all right that's my moves
2: max uh i saw no time to die the new james bond oh i thought um i thought there were good parts to it i thought overall a little bit like it went a little long i thought there were a lot of things that didn't really make sense
1: i feel like that's been Uh, how i felt about all of them except for casino royale
2: mm -hmm.
0: that's just far and away the best of the craig ones um, I haven't seen
1: I haven't seen No Time to Die yet but like I just feel like that's generally how I felt about every Craig one except Casino Royale just like it's too long and there's there's interesting parts to each of them but like mm-hmm. these could these like five movies could easily be three.
2: Yeah,
0: probably and I think I mean I think I enjoyed Skyfall quite a bit. I don't think Quantum of Solace is not good uh especially since it's like such a direct that's the other interesting thing and I brought that up too that it's all one Bond's continuous journey, whereas almost all the other Bonds are sort of just drop you in, and it's, it kind of implies that they're not even necessarily the same Bond from one mission to another. Spectre's you know?
1: kind of bad, right? Like, it's just, like, it's uh, trying too hard to, like, even though, like, they are one continuous story, it's it's almost trying too hard to, like, bridge them all together.
0: Well, that was also specifically, like, they finally got the rights to say Spectre, which is, like, the old thing. They didn't have the, you know, the organization yes. they weren't allowed to, like, say... So there's that element of it. And they also were like, didn't want to say that Christoph Waltz was Blofeld, Blofeld. And that's kind of like the con thing with star Trek where it's like, no, 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 We, this is the, the, he's a different villain. And it's like, he's John Harrison. Don't forget. It doesn't matter. Um, I, I like this, this one. And the other thing that's annoying, Max, sorry, I'm stepping on your review. Uh, it's like the final film of this bond, right? So I understood that they kind of wanted to draw it out and make it kind of like mm-hmm. the ending of that sort of series of it. But uh, I don't know. Agreed that it's just sort of overstays yeah. its welcome a bit.
2: I think it, it, it carried on a lot of the baggage, kind of like you were talking about, that it like has to tie into the rest of them. And so there's a lot like, because the last few have been that fairly boring and you know it's been years since the last one came out like they just mentioned a lot of stuff i'm like oh i probably should know what that is but i was never interested enough to you know remember up to this point um it's got some cool action scenes and it's got some decent writing like um phoebe waller bridge from fleabag uh wrote this one i think and so there's there's some good stuff in it uh it also has some issues with ages i feel like of people where Uh, they show some flashbacks and some stuff in the in the future and it's kind of like that Anakin thing where like Natalie Portman doesn't age at all but a a little tiny kid becomes Hayden Christensen Mm -hmm. so I have no idea how old Rami Malek is supposed to be in there is he like a teenager in the first part or is he like 60 years old in the second part or like you know what's going on Uh, because he's kind of like running into another actress that changes completely like lives her entire life while he lives three years or something like that so i don't i don't yeah, know that
0: is kind of interesting
2: uh but anyway uh good good action scenes a bit but way too long uh, i also watched drive my car uh oh, is,
0: still haven't watched it
2: uh yeah it's i didn't love it it's another one that's i think too long for its own good it's very slow and um you've got a lot of like lines that they deliver um or it's just like exposition dumps of like these are the tragedies of my past uh just like looking straight out into the distance uh not at anybody but talking to someone close to them and then that person will just respond oh you know like like something like i don't want to give anything away so i'll make something up but it's like oh yeah my my father slapped me around he was a drunk and he did all this stuff and And like, that's why I grew up so harsh and I hate this stuff. And then uh, the other person will just say, oh, that's interesting or something. And and then they'll move on to the next thing. It's very weird. So, uh, but it it has some good parts. Jenny liked it a lot more than I did. Then I watched Under the Skin with Scarlett Johansson. Mm -hmm. Very, very strange movie. Um, Also long and also very slow. Uh, have have you guys? seen You're on a roll. <laughs> I know. I haven't we, seen I, it. Right
0: I have seen on. it. I enjoyed that. It's it's yeah. a weird one.
2: It's it's weird. I think like there there's definitely some stuff that could be trimmed because the whole maybe first half of it, she's just like driving around in a van and it's the same thing over and over again, uh, scene after scene. Nothing. by the end of it is explained so you don't really like have a grasp of oh this is exactly what happened you Mm -hmm. say like you can like think oh I think this is what's going on but so there's a little bit of it that like I kind of wish there was a bit more to grasp onto I don't know who certain characters were so I don't know like you know what their relationship was there's some weird stuff going on I could probably read up on it but I don't think I should have to do that for a movie after I've watched Two and a half hours of it, you know. I don't have to like then then go read up on the novel to find out what I watched. Right, Uh, but it's got some very interesting visuals. Holy crap! There's some weird stuff, and it can creep you out. But uh, good stuff. I also watched "Don't Look Up," uh, which is and I shan't. (laughs) It's a movie by the weird the Zucker brothers. (laughs) Zuckerberg, no uh so the guy did like what Step Brothers, and he also did it's adam big mckay short. adam mckay adam mckay yeah and uh i really like the big short i'm not a fan of the will Fer- i think like w- after that will ferrell thing that you were talking about mm. uh where everyone was getting tired of him i definitely got tired of him so um it's i think it's closer to uh, the big short but it's definitely got some stuff from uh the other one dropped in like some some weird humorous stuff It is it's it's funny i enjoyed it uh timothy chalamet is also in it a lot a lot of good people are in it it's fun uh it's weird like another movie that i watched ready player one uh have like a, a character a, an actor that played kind of similar characters in both of them so they're like a rich eccentric person who cr- like creates technology yeah. stuff and is is a brilliant and he's like doing the same role a little bit weird seeing both of those within huh. a, a couple weeks of each other uh i guess i'll talk about ready player one i thought it was another one that was too long for its own yeah. good kind of boring yeah and it's like right up that alley of hey it's video games but you don't understand video games kind of stuff yeah robert you're absolutely right somebody would have driven backwards that, it's like you or mess. me or
0: like someone would have just like Especially in a race where like if soon as you went into a race and there's like people with like these insane cars that were like probably like level ninety nine and were gonna get there first, I would just be like, I'm just gonna fucking fuck around, and just go backwards.
2: Like Yeah, just run into walls to find some shortcuts for sure.
0: Yeah. It's so weird. it's just like annoying from like a, it feels like a normie of being like,
2: ah, but someone
0: finally went backwards in a video game. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, there were a, a few things like that where I was just like, oh yeah, video games are pretty I mean, new to you. I, I also say. think
0: like I read the, the book on uh, vacation and mm-hmm. I thought, I think I thought it was like fine, Yeah, but it's also very weird and is very specifically like the second key is like you have to perfectly recreate war games with Matthew Broderick. And that feels like for the movie, having a weird simulation of the shining and just going and getting a key is much more like visually entertaining and interesting. And they did some stuff where, it, you know, almost exactly mimicked it where I was like, that's very impressive technologically, but I I can't imagine them like bringing the war games to the screen and being like, hurry, say the line exactly like Matthew Broderick to get the yeah. bonus point. Yeah. Like it just wouldn't <laughs> translate. So it is what it is, but oh, that movie, I, wow
2: i i'm i wonder if i would have liked it more had i not seen space jam already because That's it the really thing. i feel it's like,
0: like it's sort of what kind of pushed like forward yeah. yeah
2: yes yeah because there were some things where i was like oh cool Chun lee's there right like i like that and wreck it ralph but like at this point it's just oversaturated especially when it's so clear that oh there's Warner warner brothers stuff for the most part yeah mm-hmm. and like yeah, like you said, Space Jam just leans way it, too heavy. It's also on. just
0: wild to me, like in Ready Player One, it's like you can be anything you want, and people, like you would either be like, there'd be like 7,000 Super Saiyan Gokus always flying around, yeah. or like everyone, or people would try and be like the most unique character they could be. It just, it seems weird that it's like, there's one tracer from uh, what, you know, the what's it called uh, game, you know, running around, and there's one, Guy and Iron Giants, like, why would there like be fifty Iron Giants? Why would there be like, you know what I mean? It just doesn't make any sense. So, whatever.
2: The person that had to build Iron Giant themselves it was a commission. That's
0: another weird thing. That's There's the... like an economy for repairing things, like in real time in the game.
2: Yeah. Like, what the hell? A lot of stuff about that did not make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, they're making a sequel. I can't believe they're doing the sequel. I I Fuck doubt it. I heard be the good.
0: I heard the sequel
2: book was not good yeah it's not but it it's, also, hurt it's like, not good
0: either and also like is spielberg coming back like what's i don't i don't think so
2: all the reviews of the book said like it's it's just like the first book and i hate it now like they like they originally liked the first book and then don't like the second book because it's just another first book so i whatever anyways i'm done thinking about that i also watched the imitation game which is bender benedict cumberbatch um someone else World... we might talk about Uh, I don't think so I don't think so he wasn't
1: that that. he wasn't that
3: important in the movie Mm.
2: Uh, he is Alan uh, Turing and he's like inventing a computer in order to uh, figure out Nazis uh, communications so like it's during World War II and
1: just get on 4chan dude that's
2: uh... (laughs) (laughs) just Just put it into Google Translate (laughs) it's that simple Uh, i thought it was a it's an interesting movie but it had the problem where you go back in time right in the period piece but with the um the knowledge of today Mm -hmm. and so like um there were a couple scenes where it's like but you can't do that you're a woman and you must be a secretary rather than like you can't finish a crossword puzzle and then the other one like you're a homosexual we will kill you for being a homosexual like this is just the life I live or what I don't know it's just like very heavy-handed with yeah. the way they presented that stuff uh I had to watch this SNL skit that's like um I think it's called 20 2112 where um like it's it's a, a theater thing from the future that's uh portraying an event from today and so uh-huh. they are like oh yeah I went to uh work and i drove an hour and a half each way that's normal for me i don't mind it at all and stuff like Mm -hmm. that so it really like felt that way where you're just kind of like leaning into that what what you know like kind of what's been built up about whatever time it was yeah um i also watched trial of the chicago seven i thought that one was really good Mm -hmm. that's aaron sorkin about um protest that turned into a riot and seven people that um eight people that went to trial for that um, has Eddie Redmayne has Sasha Baron Cohen uh, and a, a ton of people uh, and it's it's good um, I don't I don't know if I would have like uh, judged it differently if I knew it was Aaron Sorkin before going in but uh, I I did think that it was a good movie. As soon as he
1: starts walking and talking, you're just like, oh, here we go. God
2: damn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, especially as like political views, I think, are, yeah. are kind of problematic where it's just like, oh, yeah, talk it out. Uh, and there was some of that. Like looking back on it, I was like, okay, yeah, there's a lot of this. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen and, um, uh, b- 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 and Eddie Redmayne get in kind of some arguments, but then they like work it out through the way that somebody phrases something Mm -hmm. uh, weirdly. I was like, that doesn't really make sense, but like it now makes sense because it's Aaron Sorkin and he probably loves uh, just, you know, talking. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Better than I can do. Um, Mortal Engines I watched. Uh, Yeah. That's the big cities that devour each other for reasons. I read the books. Oh, you never watched the movie? No, I
0: did watch the movie too. I, oh, okay. I did uh i might have talked about it on here what did you think because it feels it's a i feel it's a flawed film
2: yeah i i also agree uh and i think he did uh g- maybe give it a recommendation but like a cautious it, recommendation to yeah me.
0: it's it's yeah it's just got some like promise and i think the concept mm-hmm. is very like ridiculous kind of like yeah oh like the world's so fucked we have to put our entire cities on like treads and drive around and then like those cities feed our engines like Feels like just stopping at this point would be good. Yeah. But um it's it's insane, but like there's some pretty cool stuff going on. I I love that it's a weird post-apocalyptic world with these all these things going on. So
2: yeah, there's some some neat visuals with that too. Mm -hmm. I like that they have like they have these huge cities, but then they also have these smaller uh vehicles that just come together and then like become a larger city. And Mm -hmm. if a big city comes to to like devour them they all spread like they all just like uh disengage and and Mm -hmm. drive away and so it, it turns from a big city into like a bunch of small vehicles so some of that stuff is pretty cool the action scenes i thought there were several that were very flawed where they went very like cg heavy and and you could just tell they're running around a green screen and like kind of that uh hobbit barrel problem where it's just like oh okay so you just happened like this thing is rushing by you you can only move two inches and it just happened to not hit you or whatever um but yeah some cool visuals and some neat ideas and it had the guy from umbrella academy and misfits uh robert sheehan Mm -hmm. who's really cool i like him
0: you know what it also did that's annoying that they also did ready player one is that the female protagonist is like scarred or has like a big like kind of oh yeah port wine stain thing going on in ready player one and when the person finally meets her in the book it's like you're beautiful to me you know like that doesn't matter and -hmm. in the movie controversially it's this barely thing yeah and -hmm. she's like this cute girl and it's like okay doesn't matter same thing in this where Hester Shaw is supposed to be like her face is supposed to be like fucked up yeah like there's like you know fanfic pictures and like you know artist renditions of what they describe in the books and it's like she got mangled and her nose is fucked up and everything's going on and then this is one is where she's pretty much like oh, ah yeah, she has like a cool scar and that's kind of like what's all going on so i understand with- it's it's hard to try and put that forward that someone who doesn't look perfect could also be the you know someone that you're following in the film but i just wish they would kind of follow through because i feel like that's informs her character a lot in the books that i read too mm-hmm. so yeah
2: mm mm-hmm. They did it with Tyrion Lannister. I guess he was supposed to be missing a nose as well.
0: Yeah, his big chunk of his nose is gone and stuff, and two different colored eyes, and which is like I also know that there's some practical, you know, things and like you have to add material to take away material and all that stuff. But I don't know it. I wish I wish someone would take a big swing on on some of those castings. Sometimes that would be cool
2: uh the last movie i watched was all the old knives and it's tandy way newton and uh chris pine yeah the old cia agents it just came out trying to, yeah uh, maybe yeah uh i thought it was going to be a rom-com it's not <laughs> yeah it looked it's, more
0: serious to me than that
2: yeah i think we're just going off of the um image that it has or like just the two of them are looking they're at just each back other. to back like <laughs> yeah <laughs> I all I these old knives like mr and mrs smith or whatever but it, it wasn't <laughs> mr that. and mrs was... knives yeah
0: <laughs> knife to meet you <laughs> hubby oh this is gonna be a real
2: prompt okay it was pretty good i i did call the um director ending, and kinda. say <laughs> you were mad at the yeah, way said, it was hey, kudos was it? on this the movie wasn't, this wasn't very funny though what are you doing hey this you is should...
0: a weird rom-com my man but yeah what can i say Thanks for, for a, thanks for picking up, honestly.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Has
1: anybody me. seen those, uh, real quick, those, they're progressive commercials, but it's like we can't stop you from acting like your parents, but like... I mean, I've seen some of that series, there's, yeah. There's one where they're in the movie theaters, and at the very end, I, I've always thought this was such a weird thing that people do, and it's they're clapping for the movie, like the movie ends, and the guy's like, nobody here who made, the, who made the movie. Like,
0: it's <laughs> just like... yeah. Jamie says that too. Sometimes like if people do clap at the end of a good movie, I'm uh-huh. like, who cares if like, and also sometimes you hear about like, you know, oh, what's his face snuck into the movie to see, you know, showing and see what people thought. So there could be someone.
1: There. Did I ever tell you the, the story of a uh, now uh, Republican mayor, but uh, Kane, the wrestler, like went to um, a screening of his movie. See no evil. Oh, and wow. like sat in like the back row and like didn't let didn't didn't let it be known that he was there. And as the movie ends, he like comes in between like two people in front of him and says, "I'm still here." And like they, they like freaked out because you know he plays this like psycho killer in the movie. And then he just like leans in. And he's like, ah.
2: "Oh my god, that's a good prank." I wonder if they're gonna make a sequel called Cena Evil.
1: <laughs> Jokes on Without you! They made a sequel. Okay, C- was no John Evil Cena Evil too. In- He was not too busy making the Marine
2: five or something. See, even less evil. Uh, where were we at? Old knives, old knives, all the knives out. Yeah. Uh, watch it. Cool. All right. Andrew, Andrew, you seen anything?
1: Uh, I watched just the other night, a movie called just like heaven with, uh, Mark Ruffalo and Reese Witherspoon. Nice little romantic comedy. She's a person who's in a coma and her coma ghost haunts Mark Ruffalo, who she's never met before, but is like subletting her apartment. And so he has to figure out how to wake her up. So a real, real, oh. uh, real sleeping beauty situation. Also, so I he just kiss,
0: he kisses her. I think it's like arrested for, yes. being a creep. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, almost, uh, then he just leaves the hospital, basically. Like it was like, it, like, like everything was leading up to. I think he's gonna get arrested here, and then he just walks free. Well, like no, like you can go free, sir. He just like kind of walks past everybody. Um, I did. I did learn that her her real name is not Reese Witherspoon.
2: It's Reese Witherfork. Yeah, a it lot is of people don't know that. Laura
1: Jean Reese Witherspoon. Laura Jean Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon is the back half of her name. I didn't realize. Wow! I didn't realize that um and then the other movie i saw was everything everywhere all at once wow
2: oh my god max you fucked need, up dude i need to get to it holy shit in I, another universe i watched. yeah it.
1: um i this is so you know we talk we've talked about like youtube ads for stuff and like how they're really annoying the the reason i became aware of this movie was youtube ads like it was like I, Thanks to YouTube. So thank you, YouTube. More ads, please. Is hey, what I'm no, saying. Actually, no. Thank you, advertising. Yes. <laughs> like it was just like it, like it was like Michelle Yo Multiverse, and I was like, that looks f- like I, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna skip this ad. I'm gonna see what this is, and then like the ad, the trailer played, and I was like, that looks fucking great. I'm really excited mm-hmm. to see that, and so I saw yeah. it. It's great. I like. I agree with you, Robert. I think it's probably my favorite movie this year. Um, maybe one of my favorite movies to have come out in multiple years. Like I just thought it was excellent. I don't want to, I won't say too much max. um, And like, I hope I'm not overhyping it, but I also feel like that's what everybody's been saying about it. So I think that sort of hype is just in the zeitgeist right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been like before it came out or I guess maybe when it was like early screenings uh, before it like released widely, there were a couple articles on it and I like haven't been, I've been like skip, skimming through to make sure I don't read too much, yeah. In terms of uh, like plot or anything, but just the cast that's in it, yes. seems great and yeah. Short Run
1: from Indiana Jones plays her husband. Yeah. I didn't realize that was him until like days after the movie, and somebody said, and then Short Run, I was like, that whoa whoa fuck wow.
2: Yeah, I was reading an article uh, interviewing James Hong also. Yeah, um, and he was talking about how he came back. Uh, like he left the movie industry because there were so many shitty roles and then came yeah. back for this one. Cause it's awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Michelle, yo did an interview with like Esquire or something. And she was just basically like, I, you know, like I don't go to a lot of meetings for movies because like leaving my family is like a big deal to me. And so like when I read this script, uh, it meant a lot to her because it was like the first time somebody offered her a role that she felt like she could actually like show her range. Mm-hmm. In it. And she was yeah. just and like, so like, she got like super emotional because she's just like, I was just so happy that somebody saw in me the ability to do this. I was just like, man, like God, she's, she- she's had such a storied career and for her to feel like she hasn't gotten the kind of roles that she feels like she's capable of yet is, is really amazing, but or not amazing, but sad.
2: I, I i read this list of like michelle yo movies that you should see and i think it was just like a list of five but all of them sounded so cool there was one where she's kind of like playing an indiana jones uh thing where she's like trying to get in and, and save um some historical stuff
1: yeah some Anyways. historical <laughs> stuff <laughs> yeah it was night of the
2: museum <laughs> exactly uh no these are all old hong kong ones they, yeah but they're cool super cop is one of them but i don't know i don't know if you guys have seen super cop or either of the police stories i, don't I know have if I, do you have yeah. to watch the police stories before you watch super cop
0: uh i don't remember because she's in is she in both super cops
2: uh, i think there's a uh, police story police story two and then oh, i uh, super cop but i don't oh, know if right. she's in the other two she might be
0: uh, i don't remember the chronology unfortunately uh, but yes, seconding what I know. I, understand. I know uh, so that's that's stories. Max's uh, homework. You're gonna have to see everything everywhere all at once for the next.
2: Oh, this sounds like some awesome uh, homework. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, it's only theaters right now, right? Yeah, it is,
0: which is a bummer. But you, if if you if if you feel you're able, it is such a. I would really recommend seeing it in the theater. It is really visually stunning. It's also
1: like, it's at this point right now where I think there's a lot of buzz, but I don't feel like the buzz has like hit the like mainstream side where like, I feel like in like maybe a couple weeks, it's going to be like one of those things that like it may a surge or something. Yeah. Like there might be a point where it's like really like people are like packing the theaters to see it. And I sort of feel like right now, because the movie has just like sort, it just became like a wide release movie like last week. It, you mm-hmm. may be able to get in without like having to deal with crowds.
0: True. But, yeah. Definitely wreck. Yeah. Amend. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Definitely wreck that shit.
0: Um, should definitely we wreck it? Should we quickly talk about TV,
2: or do we want to skip that?
0: I haven't really seen any TV, so I don't... It's up to you guys. Max, what about you?
2: Uh... W- I feel like it's going to uh, I'm going I'm going to go through real quick just because I feel like it's going to pile up if I if I don't. Okay. okay. Some hey, of you know, them are really I
0: watched I watched something called uh, Super Sizers Eat and it's like a British show and they just hey. eat through different time hey, periods hey, in
2: England. Hey, hey, hey. TV shows we've seen. we <laughs> have seen? All right, Thank go. You,
0: Andrew, I apologize. The Super Eat. Look it up on YouTube. Different time periods. Uh, I watched them in World War II, wartime Britain. So they were eating like uh, bombing rations in the London tube. They were having like uh, all like like they would make sausage into like fake duck and try and like trick people into eating it because like they had to keep like blackout curtains up. So sometimes people would eat in the dark, Um, all sorts of weird shit you were never had to ration vegetables so they could grow as much as they wanted to and so there was always that in their diet um, but it was a really interesting series and um, I don't know how old it is uh, how many years old it is now but it was really great and uh, you can find some full eps on YouTube so yeah and that's all I've seen.
2: Dope. Uh, I watched Around the World in 80 Days and Our Flag Means Death both of which I've talked about before I finished those oh. up though uh, both of them were good I recommend it I started Righteous Gemstones. Oh, uh, that's
0: what I watched too. I forgot.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I only watched a couple episodes in it. There's some gruesome parts. There's some really bad comedy. I think, mm. um, like they're supposed, they're like a media sensations, right? But they still call, they still say, "Oh, you saw it on YouTube's." Like they're just trying to make a joke for no reason and it doesn't really make sense with the characters and stuff like that. They they go into that kind of just like uh ad lib yeah. for the sake of ad They, they do I have like mega have churches,
0: anything. but it does feel like there's like a point where they're like, We're finally getting into like a streaming service and it's like it feels like you would have already been doing that. Yeah. But I'm also willing to forgive it. Maybe it's maybe it's supposed to be set a couple years earlier than at current time or something. I don't know.
2: I like i feel like i could watch more of it but right you should stick it out we finished season one
0: and just went into season two and i i really liked it
2: okay uh yeah maybe i'll give it some more because there are some good things but there are also some points like at the beginning of the second episode i was like damn i'm i think i might have to just like stop right now there was a part that was really bad when the guy was going into the hospital i was like this is fucking bullshit and then it turned out to be a joke so it was a little bit better we stuck it out through the rest of that episode and um Give but, it till yeah, at least yeah,
0: episode five because I five? feel like there's there's a flashback and I I really liked that context and I I I I I really like it. So
2: it has some cool concepts to it, and I like the way that it's like, uh, you know, ob- observing that whole like, televangelist thing. Yeah, it's and, a weird. Uh, it, it's a weird. Good uh, job characters to be following yeah. For sure. Yeah. So there's like some some serious stuff in there, and I just like, some of the comedy is a little bit. Much I think so. It doesn't always fit. I also watched the first episode of Silent Sea, which is a Korean thing about like uh, going to the to the moon, and I think they crash land on the moon and they're trying to get some water thing. They're trying to like go explore some uh, colony on there, and I don't know. I didn't get too far into it. It seems like they're padding everything out with everything's got to be like. Um, an event where like oh we're running out of oxygen the countdown 90 and then they get there and everything's fine and then like all this stuff but every everything has to be some big thing so i don't know if i'll watch anymore luther i also watched uh one episode of lufa and it yeah exactly uh idris elba <laughs> is a cop uh who doesn't play by the rules yeah hey, and- that's all right <laughs> say no more. i don't always I don't really like the idea of cops that don't play by the rules and kind of do their <laughs> own thing. And especially not when it's glamorized. Uh, so like, I don't know if I'll be continuing with that one. Um, I watched a documentary called bad vegan about a New York, uh, vegan restaurant tour who kind of gets taken by this guy uh, claiming to be uh, like an, like a navy an ex-navy ex seal or not ex-navy seal uh, uh somebody who does black ops and so he can't tell anything about his life and all this stuff and just in he like creates this whole world that she kind of gets wrapped up in uh and it ends up like ruining her life and like ending her restaurant and all this stuff but by the end of it it's kind of like is this is this like There's a ton of gaslighting, but there's also a whole lot of like, you you should have seen some of these signs here. And at some points, you saw the signs and then continued with it. At this point, it's your fault. You got to take some of the responsibility. And you can't really tell if Netflix is trying to explain that. Or if Netflix is kind of going with the like this, uh, you know, um, she's absolved of of Hmm. all wrongdoing in this. You opened
0: up your eyes. You saw the sign is what you're saying. (laughs) Uh,
2: Life is demanding, you know, without understanding. Uh, I also watched When They See Us. Um, That's another that another trial movie, kind of like the trial of Mm -hmm. Chicago seven, where uh, this was the Central Park five, I think. Yeah. yeah so uh some kids that are wrongly accused of a rape in central park and uh they just go after them and, and make them do uh some statements it's horrifying all the stuff that they go through it's awful and it, it's it got some quotes from donald trump in there. legitimate yep. quotes where he was like asking for them to be hanged and stuff like that bring back the death penalty i think he said uh kind of a good example of why we don't have the death penalty so five five kids aren't murdered for a uh something that they didn't do have yeah. no part in whatsoever uh ridiculous absolutely ridiculous it's hard to watch but a very good one uh although they do like age up the characters this is another one where it's kind of weird like some of the the kids don't necessarily match what they look like when they're older to sure. me and one of the kids doesn't get aged up. They, they still use the same actor, so uh, A little odd. Um, Do you like
0: the Jack disease where he was like always looked?
2: Yeah, the ages. Benjamin Button disease. He actually got younger. Oh, uh, yeah. So they had they brought uh, Brad Pitt in to play him. I thought it was a weird choice, but um, it worked for me. Um, uh, I I watched Dairy Girls, which uh, like I i think i'm like five episodes into it it takes place in uh ireland um kind of as they're oh i watched the f- whole first season of this one um but they're kind of like uh being oppressed by england and so there's it, it's very funny though it's like braveheart uh, <laughs> i mean they do handle some of the seriousness of it but it's also just funny it's like five girls who are yeah, going yeah. To high yeah I've, I've seen and,
0: some and i think uh jamie has watched some episodes and i've watched some
2: yeah I, I think it's hilarious it's somewhat hard to understand sometimes um but uh good very good i would say uh it cracks me up it's hard to find a comedy for me it's hard to find a comedy that uh i gel with and this one is really good uh and then i watched another show which i think has the worst fucking translation i've ever seen in a title uh in J- <laughs> it's a japanese show mm-hmm. about kids that go on their first. Um, uh, yes. I've heard about this. <laughs> yeah. They go on their first excursion, like uh, an errand. They're running their first errand for their parent. Their parent says, Hey, can you go pick this up at the store? And they like, they have a camera crew to make sure that everything's safe. So they're not crossing the street and getting hit by a car or anything like that. Uh, they have like everyone out there making sure everything goes all right, but, but they don't know that. And so the kids are going there, you know, uh, doing their thing, really short episodes, self-contained, very fun. But, In English, they call it old enough, exclamation point. And it just seems like uh, wrong. It just seems like Chris Matthews, not Chris Matthews. Is it Chris Matthews? Yeah. Could you have a seat here a minute? Like it really feels like. Yeah, the original 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 title was grass
0: on the field play ball, which I thought was really (laughs) inappropriate.
2: That's like when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. It's just it's just fun. They shouldn't have called it. I've heard it's just like so pure and good. Yes, Um, it is
0: it is funny to me that like the idea is that you said that the idea is that the kids don't even know that they're also being watched when they're going and doing it or do they have yeah
2: they it's it's kind of funny because it's very obvious you can see the cameraman like they'll just like basically have a toolbox but they'll be holding it like a camera Uh, looking at it but it's hidden inside there but like i i want like one of the kids
0: i want one of the kids to like take the money for you know to go get you know a loaf of bread and milk and then like go and buy like, cigarettes in an alleyway or something.
2: <laughs> what the fuck are they doing?
1: There
0: Chris uh, Chris who, like, Hansen, by the way. Exactly... Uh, Chris, Chris is Hansen.
2: That's right. That's right. What'd you say, Max? Uh, uh, there, was a, there, were, so there was a kid that does just like kind of, he's like supposed to go make some juice and he just like starts running around chasing a dog with a net and stuff like that. Just, <laughs> what like, the hell? He, <laughs> it's, it's pretty ridiculous. I want to
0: be a dog catcher when I
2: grow up. Yeah. And then there's another um, couple kids that are like, they're like at that age where they're they're too old and they understand that those are cameras. They're like, oh, there's a camera, there's a camera. Why are there so many cameras out? And then like they talk to one of the cameramen. And they're like, uh, no, this is just for the like radio. You know, this is just something else. And so the the kids are like, oh, okay. And they just keep walking. So I think they didn't know by the end of it. But
0: okay, well you don't have my permission to show my uh, uh, like this. <laughs> uh, this is a camera. So yeah. Yeah, uh, I have to check that out because I've heard good things.
2: Yeah, it's very fun. Like if you've had a long day or anything, and you just need to clear it from your mind before you go to bed or something, ten minutes of this very fun. Uh, check it out. Cool. A- Andrew, you seen anything?
1: I watched the first episode of a Peacock show called Killing It, and I really wanted to like it because it's got uh, Claudio Doherty as like the second character. In it, And the main character is played by uh, Craig Robinson. And I just didn't like it. Like it, it felt like at first it felt like it was going to be sort of semi-autobiographical about Craig Robinson because he plays a guy named Craig. And it kind of seems like it might be about like before he got into acting or something. But it's like it's about um, him playing this character who's trying to get like a a business loan so that he can like start a farm for like this this, you know, particular item and it's all about him like going and like making a you know pitch to the to the bank which he also works as a security guard to and then like he gets roped up because the bank gets robbed it turns out it's his brother who's robbing the bank and you know like it's just so it's a it's and the, like the humor of the episode does not vibe like it just wasn't funny Parts of it were funny, you know, Claudia O'Doherty is, is, like, I would laugh at her reading the phone book, she's just, so, I just think her delivery is so funny, and she's such a funny person, but, like, the jokes just weren't landing for me, I you know, like, I don't know, it just wasn't, it was disappointing, like, it may get better at a certain point, but, like, the first episode did not do it for me, mm-hmm. and
2: Sorry, I didn't no, know who Claudia O'Doherty o- was, but I looked her up, and she's in "Our Flag Means Death." Oh, is she? If you yeah. want to watch that cool. instead?
1: I think I will. I probably will. <laughs> um, yeah, I was. I I wanted to give it a try and like it, but it just didn't didn't vibe very well for me. But um, yeah, other than like new episodes of Star Trek: Picard and Halo, that's
2: most of the TV I've been watching. That, that's uh, what I was wondering. Are you guys continuing on with Halo? Yeah, I have like Paramount until the, the end first. of
0: the month and I think I watched the third episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm convinced now that we've seen Chief with his mask off and then um, that woman on the Covenant ship with her clothes off and now we've seen Chief's ass on the third episode. Yep. We're probably going to get penis in the next episode. Uh, yes. Hopefully, Hopefully. Right. Hopefully. I'll sign back up. Yeah, sign back up. Plus. You may want to log we'll back in. Wart,
2: wart, wart. <laughs> Master Cheeks. Am I right? Yeah, that's, that's what right. I called them,
0: too. Right. Um, it's bad. I don't really like it. And I'm kind of hate watching it because I have Same. the description. And I'm just like, this is such a weird adaptation of like this property. Like, call it something else. It's so weird. I don't know. Yeah. It just like, I, we talked about it. It's it, also yeah. like, I don't care that much that I'm like, they've ruined Halo. It's like, it just, I know enough about Halo where I'm like, this just seems not to be that so
1: uh, yeah uh, i get I, we talked about in the bonus
0: yeah
1: i'm not so precious with the halo lore and like source material that i'm just like i can't believe they would do this but it is like it's just like it's a bad show like it just is paced poorly it's written shitty it's just not good so there's
0: no like kilimanjaro
1: yeah that's what <laughs> i'm looking like for yeah
0: yeah um
2: anyways the, 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 king the, of the hill i remember in the first episode I don't know why I got so upset, but they like picked up a plasma pistol and like didn't use it to take down the shields and then nope. like switch to another weapon and, nope. and like finish it off. I'm just like thinking of in gameplay terms and I was like, I don't know why that bugs me so much that they do.
0: Well, I mentioned like, there's like they the villagers shoot them with a chain gun and it yeah. doesn't do anything and then Chief did does it and it does kill them. It's like it should be like a show up on yeah. his HUD. Like yeah. the dead people like Got the assists on their uh, kill death ratio. Speaking of
1: King of the Hill, I did briefly see somebody uh, posted something on the internet, and then like somebody in the comments posted a, a two-second clip from King of the Hill of uh, Hank Hill saying, "Well, I'm about to bust," <laughs> <laughs> and i was just really hoping that becomes a very prominent meme at some point. But anyways, fingers crossed. Let's move on to the movie we are here to talk about. Finally, we're talking about it. Spider Man No Way Home. Sling us away you're the Spider Man. Sling us away tonight.
3: Cause we're all in the mood for a hero now. And there's evil doers
1: to fight. Spider Man No Way Home, starring only Tom Holland, the only Spider Man in the movie. True. <laughs> uh tom hollands and i
0: uh cumberbatch uh what's ned Leeds? oh uh, jacob uh Batalon. how do you pronounce his last name uh,
1: uh john favreau
0: know. and possibly villainous fiends you've seen in the trailer and jay baruchel um that's right so before we get and into tome and what's, marissa what's Tomei, of course um Holler. before we
1: get into plot stuff would you guys recommend people? It is now available for rent, purchase, whatever. It's not, I don't know
0: if it's streaming anywhere yet, but uh, I don't think it's on a streaming service. But it's like yeah, five six bucks on on like YouTube, Amazon, blah blah blah, everywhere. Yeah. Like so,
1: would yeah. you recommend people spend their money to rent or buy uh, Spider Man No Way Home?
0: Definitely, I would. I think it's the it's my favorite of the Holland Spider Man movies, and um. Uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it, so I would definitely recommend
2: that. Yes, Max, what about you? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yep these these are some good ones. I like the this whole Spider Man uh, trilogy has been good. I think the third, the first Holland trilogy. That's yes. What? Yeah. Just because (laughs) it seems like we are oh gonna start another one. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine with that. After this one, keep going. Yeah. Keep going until you slip up. I thought this one was might be the. Well, is it the best of the bunch? I die a villain
1: the, the, or live long enough to see, or die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain? Yeah. That's your. Maybe yeah. we'll for get the maybe
0: we'll get Bully Holland like we got Bully Maguire to his Venom.
2: Arc. I mean, it's very possible.
0: Um, but yes, you recommend too. Good. Yeah.
1: yeah for Andrew? sure. For sure. Yeah, I think it's. Um, it is an S tier Marvel movie, and I think it is the best of the Holland trilogy for sure. Um yeah. For for sure, huh? For sure. I mean,
2: for sure for sure.
1: For sure for sure. For sure for sure for sure. I'll give it the 3 of like like the 3 Spider-Man movies, I'll give it for 3 for sure. Um yeah, I think it's it's it, it's an upper tier Marvel movie and it's um yeah, let's get into it. I I think like
2: there's no way to talk about this without spoilers. Right? Yeah, yeah, we, we're gonna we
1: go? we're gonna immediately yeah. talk about spoilers because there's I mean there's so much about this movie that is it's already I mean like so much of it's already known. If you mm-hmm. don't if you haven't seen it or you haven't heard this stuff already, log off, go watch the movie, and then
0: go touch grass, and then, yeah, and then
1: <laughs> suck an egg, you idiot. Um, yeah, we're gonna spoil this movie left and right. So this is obviously. This is the beginning, or at least the continuation. Okay, so first
0: of all, Peter Parker is Spider-Man.
1: <laughs> yeah, op- we'll open up. Movie opens. It immediately follows the the events of Far From Home, okay. which is uh, Quentin Beck outing Peter Parker as Spider-Man on J. Jonah Jameson's, or not on his show, but clips of it are shown on J. Jonah Jameson's show, and he reveals to the world, Peter Parker is Spider-Man, and so... That the if I have one compl- I, have, I have a couple of complaints about the movie. I don't think it's a perfect movie, mm-hmm. and I do think ge- like a genuine complaint about the movie is that they blow through the Quentin Beck fallout like mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Like you know, like whether or not he's gonna get in trouble, all that stuff. Like you know, the the movie is all about too many people knowing about Spider Man and knowing his secret identity, but the Quentin Beck aspect of it, of him outing him and all that stuff is solved within 10 minutes and mm-hmm. i do think like there was just a it was just it like as soon as matt murdoch is introduced by the way matt murdoch is in this movie uh charlie <laughs> cox um uh, Mar- netflix's
2: daredevil um i i do you think he's gonna show up in the she-hulk he's got to right? i think he's got to he bas- and it basically
0: gonna- well and i'm seeing what you're saying andrew but i think like he is a good lawyer as he says yeah and i think it's like he gets the charges dropped but like The damage is done. Like it doesn't in the court of public opinion, there's enough people that assume that he was responsible for what happened. J. Jonah Jameson is leading this, you know, fear campaign against him. And Mysterio did a good job of making people think that he was doing good and had come from some other universe to help everyone. It's and I I think the connection to the Stark technology and drones, it just I can I can see where people are like hesitant to believe him yeah so. I think
1: the difficult thing and I I'm I'm almost like I'm reticent to recommend they do something like this because it would probably make the movie feel too bloated and it is a loaded movie already um to have you frequently going back to J. Jonah Jameson and reminding you that like he's this hated figure because like there are parts of the movie where they don't even they may not touch on it for like 20 minutes because he's off, you know, fighting an Electro or or someone else, and so we we kind of cut back to it every once in a while. But I do feel like there's points in the movie where you kind of forget that he's sort of like in a lot of people's eyes, like kind of a public enemy sort of person until you know roughly halfway through the movie when um, something happens and he gets shot at. And I I was just kind of like, oh right, they're all mad at him. I forgot. Like it just kind of right. like
2: sorry i I think no i think you're absolutely right i think that the the issue is there are no consequences to to him like other than he didn't get into a school that's very difficult to get into like you know that that's all that could have been a problem regardless of whether there was this and that was the only problem that they put from this like there weren't there weren't people threatening his family besides for a brick that came through the window the first the very first day but like people weren't threatening his family, they weren't threatening his friends. He hadn't like dealt with anybody throwing a tomato at him out in the street. There wasn't any. Well, I guess he got the green stuff. So there was stuff, but it was all just like tucked in behind. They didn't really. It didn't really seem like at that point he needed to go to Doctor Strange. It felt. It it's sort of. Movie. I think
1: the problem is that it sort of feels disconnected. Like once uh, Daredevil kind of like clears him of those. I'm sorry, uh, Matt Murdoch. I don't know who daredevil is. Uh, <laughs> when Matt Murdoch kind of says like, well, you're cleared of all charges. It did sort of almost create this like delineation of like the Quentin Beck aspect of it versus now like this court of public opinion thing. And it sort of made it two separate issues almost like it didn't like it, nowhere else in the movie. Did you ever feel the reverberation of this happen because Quentin Beck outed him? And that's mm-hmm. what I mean. It just, it just sort of felt like they moved on from that so quickly, that it didn't end up. It like even though it's the impetus of the entire movie, and everything that happens, it's it almost felt inconsequential plot wise because it just was like, they just seemed to like intentional or not. It just kind of felt like this was the delineation of like, we're moved on from the Quentin Beck part of this, and he has nothing to do with like. It's almost like. A new per like J. Jonah Jameson became the face of this problem versus Quentin Beck, who is the one who created this problem in the first place. That's all. Otherwise, like I, I mean, like it, it's a, it's a small quibble for me. Like it's truly like it is like it's it's fucking beans for me because like the rest of the movie is so good. And it's not, a, like I said, it's not a perfect movie. There's still parts of it that I, I could quibble about, but like, you know, I think overall this is an excellent movie and I could rave about it for like three hours.
0: All right, here we go. And here we go. Let's start. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a four-hour podcast and uh, here we go. Well, and as you said, there like seems to be like a lack of consequences, but there's even a big particular plot point is he goes to, he gets the idea when he sees a little Halloween decoration to go to Doctor Strange he asks him to make everyone who remembers that he's spider-man forget so that he won't have the consequences of being revealed by quentin beck and all the drama it's caused for his friends and stuff and only after he keeps trying to alter the spell and include multiple other people that he thinks should remember like aunt may and mj and ned uh does he reveal that he hasn't even called the college to like dispute? Yeah. That. And Dr. Strange is like, are you fucking kidding? Like you, you, I assumed you exhausted all resources and that is why you came to me. So still very much a kid, still very foolish in that sense. Yeah, I
1: think, um, um
0: it, yeah. One of the, like I
1: talked about, I've talked about it many times. One of the things that I hate about the Toby Maguire, Spider-Man movies is the sort of macro stuff that they get wrong about Spider-Man. And one of the things I liked about the Andrew Garfield movies was the macro stuff that they got right about Spider-Man, even though I think the execution of the Andrew Garfield movies was never as good as I wanted it to be. Hmm. And I feel like with the Tom Holland movies, and especially this one, it gets the macro aspect of Spider-Man in that he makes dumb decisions and it's always with like it's always like at its heart like you can see where he's coming from and it's almost like yeah like i would probably do the same thing but because he's spider-man like it, it it's it's more of a colossal fuck up from this like kid who is just trying to you know keep his friends keep his his aunt involved and all this stuff and it's it's At the end of the movie, and we, you know, I don't want to say it right now, what happens at the end of the movie, but it's the consequent that that's the consequence that matters. And like that, they do that consequence so well of like he knows he made a big boo-boo. He fucked up real big, and he has to sacrifice more than anyone else, but he's willing to do it because he's Spider-Man. And I think like that's the sort of stuff that like the Andrew Garfield movies got down pretty well. The Toby McGuire movies never broached as well as I want them to, and these ones get super well. Is that where S- Spider-Man yeah. this, is the this, one who has to give up the most?
2: This last one was an Andrew Garfield movie and a Toby McGuire movie and a Tom Holland movie. Shut so up, what, Max. What, shut how does that up. We like? haven't gotten.
0: It. <laughs> fuck, fuck. Um, I will say that, like, yeah, probably one of my favorite aspects of this, and we are gonna get there pretty soon. Is yes, how like selfless, like how Spider Man he is. I still maintain that Tom Holland is a great Peter Parker and a great Spider Man. He's
1: the best Peter Parker, like by far.
0: And the fact that a big part of the plot that we're about to get to is him trying to heal and restore these villains, yes, and give them a second chance is just the most like heroic Spider Man thing you can have, and it makes for such an interesting plot point in the film and I just am so in love with the fact that they made that a part of it. And it, it so. cuts, it cuts the,
1: the dichotomy between him and the other two Spider-Man because you know, so the multiverse breaks because Peter Parker fucks up the spell cause he keeps trying to get more people involved and eventually the spell goes crazy and the multiverse breaks and it starts letting in people who know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man from different universes and
0: so there's a problem with that though
1: Uh oh
0: there's a bit of a plot hole isn't there boys we've got
1: robert's problem number one
0: that's right um i do believe and they've I, I people have you know put forward some theories on this electro doesn't know that andrew garfield is peter parker in his movie right you're well does he
2: you, you think i remember that movie <laughs>
1: That's a great. You know what? I haven't watched The Amazing Spider-Man two in a while. He maybe knows the name Peter Parker because he works with with the uh, o- the younger Osborne, Osborne or- what is what is Osborne's son's name? I can't think. Harry.
0: Harry. Harry Osborne. He works with
1: Harry Osborne in the movie, and so maybe he lets it known that. So
0: the the postulation is that with when he taps in at the end of his movie, Amazing Spider-Man two to the power grid, that he would have had electrical information and things that would have revealed that spider-man was that but i don't really buy that but it does make for it
2: he tracked his data he bought he bought his data from uh, oh no yes you know what you know what
1: you know what the sony hack
2: that's there you go
1: these are sony movies and the sony Uh, is the plot hole of like it's
0: supposed to be characters that know that he is spider-man that Peter Parker is Spider-Man and he comes over and it's like, literally the end. I mean, we're going to jump ahead a little bit makes reference to like, Oh, I thought you'd be black. Well, he, I like, mean
1: like he doesn't know who Peter Parker is, but he maybe knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Like it, that doesn't mean that he's like, has like a full knowledge of who Peter Parker is. He just maybe knows that Spider-Man's alias is Peter Parker.
0: All right. Okay. So you know what? Wow. Oh, and someone's a Sony rescind uh, your fucking comp- Sony. Executive is handing a big money bag to Andrew right dun, now.
1: Dun, 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 dun.
0: So apologize to the movie right now. I am so so sorry.
2: Thank you. Um, uh, I, I went I went back and watched only the scene where he fell into the vat of eels because they mention it so many times in this movie. They mentioned it like one time. Eels. At least twice. They mentioned but it a couple it, times. It cracked me up every time they did because I was like, Oh yeah, he fell into a of Eels. And I love his line afterward, because the uh Sandman says Yes, uh, that's that the best good. part. And and he's said, like,
0: How did you become Sandman? He's like, Well, I fell in this like uh you know collider in the middle of the party. He's like, What about you? He's like, I fell in this vat of eels." like gotta be careful when you fall. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's like it's both like even if you don't like time. that those are the origins of those characters, it's funny that they're both just like, damn, that's how I it also, happened, I guess. I loved
1: I don't know if you caught this, but when electro gets healed at the end he just goes like damn eels like he's just like <laughs> just like he can't let it go he's just like these fucking eels ruined my life like he, like it's his last line of the movie he's just like those eels
2: but man he looks so fucked up in that movie and oh and while, amazing while spider-man two, yeah yeah he gets a real getting, glow up in this while he's getting electrocuted and falling into the vat of eels like but as he's like trying to fix something up above the vat of eels, right? Fix yeah. Some uh, yeah. Ele- uh, electrical cords that are unplugged or whatever. He's singing, Happy Birthday to Max.
1: Wow. Like, so you pulled that it's... sound quote and it's now your yeah. ringtone.
2: Exactly. Uh, don't watch those movies though. They're so bad. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I love about this movie is that they gave those movies more respect than those movies gave themselves. Yeah, I agree like, with that they really they, they they dug as far as they could into like what is this character's motivation what is their trouble all the and stuff talked about them what
0: do. happened after the fact yeah this yeah. is interesting
2: and yeah like you you don't really see that same amount of care in those movies i think i know well the sam raimi ones i think there is you know you can tell er, on the early ones at least that they that he did care about him uh there's like a little fuzzy ball behind you, Andrew, that's <laughs> rolling around. Don't, um,
1: oh my God.
2: Trouble with tribbles. Uh, but yeah, I, I do like the fact that they, even though they are making fun of the Vada Eels, right? Yeah. The, the rest of everything, they really dig into the lore and they really like uh, treat all the characters and everything that they've gone through with a lot of respect mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, really tie it together, all the movies this one everything that um that tom holland is going through and they like relate aunt may to uncle ben and they relate like uh all of these events that happen in their lives i thought they did a fantastic job with that tying everything together and i like when you said you went back and watched those old movies i was like why i mean i knew that they were in it right i knew that um andrew garfield and and, uh toby Toby mcguire were in it but i I didn't know why you would want to go back and watch those other ones. But uh-huh. after I watched this one, I was like, maybe there is a bunch of stuff that I'm like, am forgetting about. So there was some stuff that I missed because uh, yeah, like it, it really felt like they, I, they, they did them a service.
0: I, I, yeah, I want to say, I mean, like the elephant in the room is yes, that, that Toby McGuire and Tom Holland come into these universe for the movie. And I assumed would be, you know, short cameos, but they really have a good chunk of footage and yeah. time. And I think that's actually one of my favorite parts is like just the, the spider man working together. I think the last um,
1: hour of the movie, they share almost equal sc- screen time with Tom
0: Holland. And, and I have to say this. I love Tom Holland. Tobey Maguire is a great Spider-Man. Uh, Garfield kind of steals the back half of this film.
2: I agree. Dude, I... W- so... We're we're in the spoilers, but yeah, yes. When he catches MJ, wow, yeah. his reaction to that like makes me tear up every time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's fucking powerful. Yeah, it is powerful <laughs> because
0: like a- that the ending of his series is such a bummer. Like it, yes. it's truly like his, his his Gwen is gone, and he's just like he even says, and that's that's the one of my favorite little things. They find. Tom Holland, Peter Parker, on the top of his school, after him and uh, Toby McGuire's Peter Parker have been brought into this world, and basically say like, hey, you just lost someone close to you, we understand. He's like, you don't understand and you need to go back to universes. And he says, I lost Gwen. And after I did, I kept trying to persevere and be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, but I got bitter, and I got rageful. I And I don't want that to happen to you. And I was like, this is fucking crazy to hear. Like, this is insane to hear. Because,
1: like, they were... I mean, there was plans for an Amazing Spider-Man 3. And they had even cast a Mary Jane. It was uh, Shailene Woodley who was going to play Mary Jane. And so, like, you know that they were just, like... I don't think they were going to, like, have him immediately move on. But, like, I think that the the plan was for him to just continue to be Spider-Man. Maybe mourns Gwen and, you know, that, but, like... I don't think they were going to go that path with the Spider-Man of him being sort of like a vengeful, you know, like bitter Spider-Man. And I really, really respect the fact that they did that with his, that, that way with the character in this movie where it's just like, yeah, I went the path that like you should never go down and like, Mm -hmm. you know. We'll get into it, but, like, you know, Tom Holland... So,
0: what does that mean? Like, there's someone tied up, and it says, like, you know, from your friendly neighborhood is Spider-Man, but, he, like, his face is, like, fucking punched in, Throat and, like, all, like, He started thrown slit. You can't give him, like, a Cuban necktie. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, Spider-Man. Holy fucking shit. Um, I is, love that, but, yeah. We...
2: Snyder versus, uh, Snyder Man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, They well, yeah, we if we're going chronologically too, like this is kind of the big trailer moment after the spell happens where he goes to kind of argue his case to the MIT woman and then Doc Ock attacks on the bridge. Yeah. Which I really loved. And I liked I was confused in the trailer like why like his tentacles changed and like got all red. But it is because like in Spider-Man 2, he says he has like nanotechnology on the the things and they bond with The stark tech so i was like oh that's actually pretty cool i thought it
2: was very inconvenient for him like any villain that has any type of tech that like his suit touches seems like it would just like oh now i'm now i I can pair to it it. yeah yeah unless you
0: have you know some firewall up, it seems like you know in that time period he had like pretty basic nanotech which what is basic nanotech right but uh but yeah he was like it is funny that it's like his tentacles touch it, like bond with it. He's like, "Wow, it's like, oh, it's like almost like my tentacles are like new clean, device paired plane. with, yeah, yeah." And now Spider Man's able to be like, just like fucking do whatever he wants to it. So
2: that is pretty. Speaking silly. of bond and nanotech, they had nanotech in the Bond movie. It's weird.
1: Let's go back oh. to No Time to Die. Yeah, let's talk about Hell that yeah. for
2: a while. We'll talk about this afterwards. Anyways, uh, um,
0: they. So... <laughs> They capture Doc Ock and then that is when he first kind of alludes to the fact that like you're going out and chasing a ghost like Norman Osborn is dead he shows up he shows up at the very end before they get teleported to the little dungeon but he's like he's dead like he he died in my universe so that's a pretty pretty crazy, crazy revelation that like they're pulling apparently these villains from different times before yeah. yeah. Which is uh, wild to me. I like that. It's interesting, Um, yeah, that
1: the villains were all pulled like the moment before Spider-Man kills them. And then like the two Spider-Men were pulled from different points where like they they had... uh,
0: They haven't been Spider-Man or they've been Spider-Man for a long time. I uh,
1: wonder like what, like there was no like explanation because it was like, oh, each of these villains came from like moments before their own death.
0: Well, also like Kurt Connors wasn't killed. Like, didn't he get healed? Yeah. So it's like, what was his thing? Like, the lizard it's died. It's weird that, like, he didn't show up just as Kurt Connor's scientist. It's like, I'm not lizard anymore. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm actually I'm pretty I'm not going to do yeah, anything. Yeah.
1: Not crazy. Yeah. The, uh, we're kind of jumping around, but the. I didn't quite understand the motivations of the Sandman. Because, uh, like, he was just like, I want to get home to my daughter. And then, like, they're like, okay, well, we're going to cure everybody and we'll get everybody home.
2: No. <laughs> and just like. <laughs> now I want to take over the world. Yeah. Like,
1: what? What were shouldn't like he have like because at the beginning he's like hey remember me spider-man i'm here to help and then like at a certain point just kind of like he's like well all the bad guys are being bad i guess i'll be bad too
2: it's just like
0: i never I remember yeah because it all kind of goes down in the apartment i don't remember his exact it was turn mainly,
2: it was mainly jamie fox i think talking to him about how they have so many powers why are they listening to this he, little he guy and sense, how do they he, know oh, he's sorry, like why why do you think he's gonna send us home how can we trust this guy so there is a bit of that
0: Yeah, I I think Jamie Foxx makes sense where he's like, he was a loser, so he's used to this power, and he doesn't want to give it up. Plus, now he's, like, seen this arc reactor, which is, like, unlimited power, yeah. Yeah. Um, So I kind of get his uh, thing. The other thing I wanted to mention, outside of Andrew Garfield, the other person that killed, I mean, great, the whole cast is great. Everyone's really doing a really good job. Willem Dafoe.
1: Oh my God! Is
0: bringing it for Green Goblin. What a performance!
1: He's, I mean, like he was so good in 2002 or whatever when the first Spider-Man movie is, was made. He was a just like talking a, to himself in a mirror. He's a he's a terrific actor. He's a better actor today than he was then, and he turns in such a great performance as Norman Osborn in this movie. It's it's wild that like, you know, like I again like I don't mean to like call the the the. MCU movies silly but the fact that there is Willem Dafoe turning in this like just stellar performance in this movie being the Green Goblin I was just like man like he's so good <laughs> he's
0: just... um, it's a little bit further ahead but there's an amazing I had a great scene where suddenly Peter Parker just stops and the camera's fixed on him mm-hmm. and kind of follows him like it's a, a music video for the weekend or something <laughs> like follows him out the room and like everything's muffled you don't know what's going on and then he webs green goblin he's like that's a pretty neat trick you got there and he and he says norman he goes what does he say norman's on sabbatical honey yeah (laughs) so sinister so crazy i mean they they little hint at it earlier because doc ock gets healed that's another amazing scene where like he's like the fucking voices are out of my head finally like he isn't being controlled by the arms anymore. It's so awesome, and he says to Norman, "Like, isn't it going to be great? No darker half." And he goes, "Yeah." Like, and you hear just in the voice that it's not. It's Norman. not Norman anymore. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah. Um, which leads to just like that drag out fight. That is very funny. Happy Happy Hogan's apartment is so corny. Um, they gave him a CPAP machine, which seems realistic. <laughs> um uh, go ahead Max.
2: I, I, i'm kind of curious about like how him fixing these people i like that he, he was fixing them that's
0: how will we, that can, we can talk about anything if they going how, back to yeah
2: when they went back like moments before their death it, it, that is funny to think about that, that like no 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 Peter i'm Parker's... good i'm good i'm good and they're like oh yeah yeah my boy
0: my boy i'm back Ooh, uh, <laughs> just gets like sent to the water um I think it's. I think it's more the principle of like if they go back and even have a few moments to stop themselves, you know, or or they're depowered, then surely my spider, the Spider-Man in that universe, like wouldn't kill them or wouldn't, you know, wouldn't do what they had to do if they didn't think they had. You know what I mean? Are they going to
2: remember their time there? Like, are they still going to be fixed? Are they still going to be drowning in the water? Are they going to be all of the
0: time jumping and the fact that it's different time periods and also different dimensions is very like. In just invites contradiction, but mm-hmm. I think at its core, the most important thing is that like he thinks that there's a chance to cure them and rehabilitate them and give them a, even a shot in their universe to make amends or or not traumatize their own Peter Parkers basically. Yeah. So the fact that it just feels like they they never try and help a villain like they do in this movie. And I love that so much about it. I
2: I like the idea of it. I just don't know how much sense it makes in terms Mm -hmm. of like a multiverse, but also what does a multiverse mean? Uh, I do want to take a moment to rag on DC and, and say that like Marissa Tomei telling him while she's dying, like you really have to help these villains out uh is such a stark contrast the fucking podcat who went out of his way to yeah. die she so just let, goes like this like <laughs> let superman know no yeah either. like you just got to remember humans are terrible and they'll make your life miserable if they ever find out who you are so, i would also yeah
1: like, i would also like to commend uh marvel for beating dc to the using <clears throat> the words flashpoint in in their movie that was a uh, flash thompson's autobiography title is flashpoint
2: (laughs) i didn't even notice that brilliant i think it's like flashpoint
1: my life as spider-man's best friend or something like that yeah um so kudos to them um but we should talk about it since you brought it up that uh marissa is
0: aunt may (laughs) this was a what did you guys think about this scene because it was it, it was very shocking to me because well yeah
1: so i'll say i was I was surprised because I was surprised twice because like in the movie theater, when I saw it, you know, like the, the glider comes jetting in and I was and thinking just, like,
0: just crashes into her. crashes
1: into her. And I was like, well that killed Norman Osborne And she, you know, like they're sort of like acting like she's fine. I was like, that's kind of weird. And then twist again. And then she like falls over and she's like, I just need a moment to rest. And you know, like he is like, are you okay? okay? Like it's, it. they're both behaving like she's not about to die. And so like, I think like that was really like, it was really powerful writing. First of all, for that scene, for them to just like completely 180 you like twice, like make you think the glider
0: killed Norman Osborn in the first movie, but Mm -hmm. she seems to be okay. That like explicitly had the blades out, but this just like ran her down. Yeah. But it was this weird thing of like, I think the thing that's crazy is that it happens sometimes where like, someone gets really hurt and then their adrenaline kicks in and they're getting up and they're walking around and they're saying something Trust. and and you don't know yeah they don't know how bad they are off yeah and as soon as she falls there's just a wound on her back where she got hit and she she goes so quick and it just she it's doesn't such a, it's she, such a non-comic booky kind of death in a way because it, well, it's, it's it's weirdly like it's weirdly realistic where i was like oh my gosh this is like Creepy to me, well, it's like she doesn't. She never realizes
1: throughout the whole no. thing that she's even been hurt or that she's dying. Like it's like yeah. she doesn't even get that realization. Like even, you know, Tony, at the end of of Endgame, is like very aware that he's on death's door, but like she's she spends that entire scene being concerned that Peter's bleeding. You know, like he comes like his he's touched her back, and he's got blood on his hand. She's like, "Are you okay?" And he has to, you know, like. Nobody portrays grief quite like Tom Holland as Spider Man. <laughs> like he's like watching Tom Holland as Spider Man react to other people dying is like truly, and I I don't mean this as like a laugh line or anything. He's what, like it's it's one of our like best performances in cinema right now is watching Tom Holland as Peter Parker react to other people dying, and. He's in that scene. He's so good. He's like the Gwyneth. He's Gwyneth Paltrow to, to Tony, at the end of Endgame, where he's like having to talk her, like, calm her down, make sure that she's like comfortable and that she's not freaking out. And then like once she passes, and it's just like he's just like, look at me, May. Please, it's just like he's so fucking good. It's unreal.
0: I agree. This is we kind of went out of order, but after this scene is where um we, we also kind of skipped over a scene like the i love the mere dimension fight between him and strange oh yeah um did you guys notice that when he hits his physical form and his spirit form comes out and then he tries to take the cube away he can't do it because spider-man's body is still like using its spider sense yeah and if you look above his head you can actually see in, oh, the, really? in the air little squiggles huh. and it's the oh, same as the, it's the same as Spider-Verse where it's like just like little you can see in the air like yes it's really cool and that is like even out of his body his, he can still I, I loved that detail I thought that was so cool Yeah, and the other thing because I feel like there's a lot of CG in these movies and I think they use it really well but there's always the you know the excuse of like yo you use a lot of shadow and blah 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 and like I feel like not never bad if lizard is in a lot of shadow because it just feels like he's a weird kind of creature but like the whole mirror dimension fight looks great and i love like them above the grand canyon it's bright it's light there's like rocks and stuff the only kind of corny line is like you know what's better than magic man yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's like peter you know that's not true come on man um, um i do love- but i did like i did like that way of of because it's a Spider-Man movie, but there's a big strange element to how everything kind of kicks off. So I'm glad that they kind of sideline him for a little bit. Yes. um, For the rest of the, you know, the villains being cured and all that stuff. And now they're apparently setting up that Ned's family has magic in it. Yeah. And that he has already kind of learned how to use the sling ring a little bit, which is how he brings the other Spider-Man, as we mentioned. Yeah. Into the film.
1: I also really enjoy that. All the villains and the other two Spider Men are just like there's magic in this universe. Like we take for granted how like nutso this Marvel Cinematic universe has gone. I
0: that mean, like, they say later, right? He's like, Don't worry, I've worked on a team. I'm on the Avengers. They're like, That's great. great. What is that? that? Yeah.
2: <laughs> are you in a band? Yeah. yeah. yeah and that like, I really like oh, the back and forth between all the uh, the Spider Man, but yeah, especially oh. that there are there are so many things that we take for granted now. But like, yeah, they couldn't do that. Back right, day, or, magic and, and Avengers.
1: When like they're talking about like what's the craziest villain you fought, and then like Toby I is like, oh yeah, I fought like a like a black like gooey alien, and then Tom Holland's like, oh yeah, I fought an alien too, and I went into space, and it's just like they're like, and then Andrew Garfield's like, I want to fight an alien, like, it's just, like he's just yeah. like
0: he's like I feel really lame. I fought like a Russian dude in a robot, <laughs> like a Rhino robot, and he goes going back up to the lame part. He's like, you're not lame, and he specifically says, you're amazing. Yeah, yeah, like I thought was very cute so cute um, so many
2: little nods
0: yeah that's really great and then the other thing that I really love is in Spider-Man 2 when he's losing his powers Tobey Maguire like biffs it and like hurts his back like really hurts his back yeah falling into this car park and apparently it still affects him to this day to the point that Andrew Garfield's like I'll crack your back which is so funny to think of like you have another version of yourself that has like the superpower to pick you up and crack like a superhero's back yeah and like does it for him he's like oh that feels so much better I was like this is so weird and so funny that they like picked that little moment to do that. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Um,
2: The shield, the captain America shield on the statue of Liberty was so stupid.
0: Okay. (laughs) It it is stupid, but I'm curious what you guys think about that because it's a thing where I think we're in agreement. Captain America would fucking hate that. idea. He would hate it. He would hate it. He would hate it, but it feels like the stupid thing that like politicians and stuff in the world might try and yes. do to be like, we must honor Captain America. So in a way, I'm kind of like, I'm almost glad that they set it up and then they've destroyed it. And I don't think it will be featured in the future films. Like, I don't think They so mention either. it in Hawkeye, that it's being you know put up. But I, I hope the idea is that like it doesn't actually happen and that it's sort of just like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have fucking done yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know
2: and maybe it's also the uh john walker uh shield not true yes yeah. <laughs> steve yeah. rogers that's Schmauze. who they're yes they're, it's the u.s agent <laughs> statue now the sam so. wilson what, what did you guys who, think of that's got a shield now
1: what did you guys think of that whole final fight scene the trying to cure everybody and the statue it's great. of liberty and that,
0: and that leads to them doing there's a move they do and i don't know if like you know physics wise it works but i'm wondering max what you thought of it and and Andrew, you know, you can chime in as well if you want. Oh, thank you. They kind of like, they're like, listen, we need to focus, focus on your tingles one person at a time. Like, let's let's help each other out. They go and zip off. And there's a part where I'm pretty sure Andrew Garfield Spider-Man zips up, catches both of their webs and like slingshots them into the sky. And it's right before they all kind of like land, you know, together. Yeah. If you're able to go back and look at that clip in any way or, or look at that, it is so cool seeing him like grab the two of them and kind of move them along it's just it's what you want it's like spider-man isn't i mean he works with the avengers stuff but he isn't like a team player normally he is spider-man roaming you know new york alone so seeing like a spider-man like helping two others locomote through the sky. I just... I also I really love... There's the a best. point where
1: Andrew Garfield does like a move that I feel like is really common in the games but doesn't get used in the movies as much where he flings up two webs and then uses them as like a slingshot for to, himself yes. to to catapult himself up a building. I thought mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, I just loved seeing stuff like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, that whole... The whole scene on the, on the Statue of Liberty I think is so well choreographed and well written and yeah like they so they cure sandman first cure sandman first then the statue of liberty now has a bunch of
0: sand in it yeah (laughs) (laughs) canonically um they cure lizard next then they cure max well there's a little fake out you think that doc op uh shows up and grabs them yeah you're like what the fuck i thought he was like good and then he tells like electro like these guys are mine and then while he's distracted just kind of like Plunges the power sap kind of thing onto him, which I liked.
1: A lot. I did. I also liked the the little exchange between Max and and Andrew Garfield Spider Man, where he was like, he's like, you're like a you're you're a kid, and he's like, you know, like you're good looking. He's like, I kind of, you know, like you help the poor. I kind of thought you'd be black, and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm I'm sorry. He's like, no, no, you don't apologize. I just it's probably there probably is like a black Spider Man out there somewhere. And, and like, then he looks at the screen. Yeah. And he's like,
0: could it be you? My <laughs> yeah, <eyes?"> yeah.
1: <laughs> casting calls are open. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they've cured everybody, and then Norman Osborne rears his. Can Spider Man
0: come out to play? Yeah.
1: God, he is so good. But yeah, uh, he's. Even though, like, the other Spider Man have, like, you'd think at this point, kind of tamed t- uh, Tom Holland, he gets into a fist fight with him, and he picks up his glider, and he's about to stab this motherfucker I with mean, his he glider. And he's also doing
0: a great job of. Like He's like, you're the reason she died. Yeah, she, she was there because of you. Like He is pushing all the buttons. It's yeah. perfect.
1: And so he picks up the glider and he is about to fucking r- cut this guy through with his own glider and then Toby Maguire comes in, intervenes, stops him and then fucking I,
2: Green Goblin gets stabbed for I, it. Wait, I, I like the way they did this because when he stops him, he doesn't say, you're better than this or you could do it. He just looks at him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just like he he looks at him until Tom Holland realizes this is not what I should be doing. He, and, and he, he already, stops himself.
0: He already said how he lost his uncle Ben. And it's like, he's clearly the oldest of the spider man So just, he's got a much more understated role. Like he didn't he didn't pop as much as Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland for me. They were all great in the movie, but like, I liked that he was a more of a quiet, like mature Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, he'd been Spider-Man for a long time. He'd seen it all. He even says at one point, like, him and Mary Jane like were having troubles, and then like made it work out and stuff. So like, I like that there's this like life that he led and continues to lead after what we saw, that informs that like look. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so they they eventually they cure. You know, uh, Andrew Garfield throws the cure to Tom Holland. He sticks it into Norman Osborn's neck, and he's just like, "What have I done?" So Doctor Strange is now preparing a new spell uh, because the fucking multiverse is now like seeping into this universe.
0: We see uh, silhouettes of certain characters in the sky. Um, And so he,
1: Spider-Man, tells Doctor Strange, don't just do the original spell, make everybody forget who I am completely. And he says, I mean, nobody will know who you are. And really touching line from Doctor Strange everyone who loves and knows you will all forget you implying I fucking love this kid. <laughs> and, like it's heartbreaking for me to like have to forget this kid. Like he just, he's got such an affection for him.
0: I feel like there'd be a way for Spider-Man to walk up to Dr. Strange and be like, Hey, I'm Spider-Man or Peter, but pa- like you, does he really- forget that he fought with Peter Parker or Spider-Man period? Like they against Thanos. Like- I think every- that's
2: what I, I'm, I'm very confused by that because, I think everyone remembers that Spider-Man exists, but yeah. doesn't know that it's Peter Parker, right? Yes. Okay. Because it seems like there's some ways that it wouldn't work out, Th- that there are going to be gaps in people's memories where they just get to a point where they're like, why don't I remember this? Like, I, it, I really I, you could even,
0: because- You could even kind of say, like, because even Mary Jane in the end sort of, like, has a look on her face like, oh, that was weird. But, like, you're wondering, like, does she have some small thing in the back of her brain that she remembers. Dr. Strange even sort of jokingly says like, do you remember that like moonlight party at Carmitage? And Wong's like, uh, no. And it's like, exactly. It's like, so he's making whole other wizards forget chunks of time. Yeah, I do
1: want to, I do want to get to that scene. So, sorry. So, uh, Peter goes and tells Ned and Mayor and MJ that they're not going to remember him. And I just love that she's like, you better come and tell me because I'm going to figure it out. I figured it out before and I'll do it again. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they have their, their goodbye, which was really hard to watch. And then the most Spider-Man thing he's ever done is he goes to MJ's coffee shop to, to tell her and, and Ned that, you know, who he is and fulfill his promise. And he sees that they've both gotten into MIT and like, they have like, like even MJ's like, yeah, I just feel differently about this. Like I have hope for something and like she's never had that before. And just the look of like they're better off without me and they're better off not knowing and he's doing that calculus in his mind of like it's better that I don't tell them. Like it's just like that scene I cried harder at that than when Aunt May died. Or just like he's he knows. Like he knows that like their lives are better without him or at least like that's what or he thinks. Or at least like
0: safer like without that association. Yeah. Or, yeah it's, and just like I that,
1: did... that sacrifice is like, that's what to me, like, that's what sets Spider-Man apart from other heroes and other things. It's just like the, the great power, great responsibility thing. He knows that like, as much as he wants to tell these two people, his best friend and his girlfriend, that they are such a big part of his life and all this stuff. He just can't do it because it's, it's just better for them that they don't know.
2: I don't. uh, I I know that that's what they were going for. When I saw that, I thought, well, that's a betrayal of uh, of MJ. Like she told you specifically to do that. It's not your decision to make, and yet you're making it this way. Also, like I didn't really see how knowing him was that going to be that detrimental to them. Uh, It seemed like they were all right beforehand and they would be all right accepted into MIT and friends with Spider-Man. It wouldn't really be a problem for them. Uh, So I didn't really get why he needed to make that decision for them. Um, And also like she, she did have hope before when, when they were in there and like working on the cure for these guys and Spider-Man says, uh, or Tom Holland says um, like, uh, like MJ says, if you don't, have like uh i forget any what expectations is. you won't be yeah, disappointed exactly exactly and, she, and then they go let's go kick him.
0: some ass and he goes cure some ass
2: but she <laughs> she stops him from saying that and says uh like no like it, you know it's yeah i think I, it was
1: i think it was like uh, like he's almost ready to do it until he remembers that she has a cut on her head and once he yeah. sees the cut then i think that's kind of the tipping point of
0: like oh right she got hurt like, yeah, it's not even just that you won't, might, maybe you won't get into a school and people aren't going to be taking pictures. It's that, like, anyone who knows that you're even associated will come after you. And he already has, like, a rogue's gallery of people in the universe that might want to hurt him and people he loves. So it's it's the selfless thing of becoming the friendly neighborhood Spider Man, but now, like, not even having, like, your May yeah, and yeah. your MJ and your Ned. He with has you. no
1: one. No one knows this who is, Peter Parker is.
2: So this also, like, didn't it didn't really make too much sense? How to did me. he rent an apartment?
1: Um, how did he, with like no history whatsoever, like how did he? Well, yeah, you got the rent In New York. I wish
0: it was the guy from Number Two. <laughs> me
1: too.
2: Um, but just how Happy Hogan didn't didn't even know he existed. Like, but he, he knows who Aunt May dated. is, but he doesn't he know who dated Peter Parker Aunt May is. For- for years and doesn't know that peter parker even exists like that's some he never his the,
0: that her, her her nephew's door was always closed she never met <laughs> never met him yeah see that's I, the kind of I, stuff I, where- I admit that there's all these little loopholes but i feel like it's one of those things that how satisfying will it be when the people's memories get flooded back or he does admit you know hey i know you blah 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 or something happens with the multiverse where yeah. like memories get combined from multiple universes and like mj's like i remember i remember you i remember everything like it's gonna rock yeah so having these little things i think kind of enriches it like there there's the possibility that ned who was like have you had a best friend he's like i did he turned into a super villain and like (laughs) died in my arms and he's like that sucks and i'm never gonna do that to you but like in the comics he does become a villain in some iterations. he becomes a
1: hobgoblin yeah
0: i think it invites this this mystery and potentially sets up, you know, these very cathartic kind of like payoffs. I in, did,
1: in that I way. did really love that scene when he tells when he tells Tom Holland Spider Man, "I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna betray you become a super He's like, "Okay, thank you." Like, I just, <laughs> I just. They also
0: focused for a while on the fact that Toby's the only one who can like, like generate web and stuff himself. Yes, yeah, that came out of your body. Yeah, does that He's not like, is that the for only you? place it comes out of? Yeah. and he's like, actually it comes out of my bum bum scene missing yeah <laughs> um yeah so
1: he he decides to to i mean like so basically like even the the stark tech suit would not work because there's nobody for it to facially recognize <laughs> with the suit so he's now
2: even the technology's memory has been erased
1: well, it would because like he never existed, right? So even like the programming it for auto, it to be it auto kills him. Like, it goes, into <laughs> it goes like, in a auto... kill mode. Yeah. <laughs> like, um. So he's it he just crushes like a can. He puts together. He knits his own very very familiar Spider-Man costume.
0: It looks like the very old school one. And it's yeah, the like the, blue. the lighter. I, I dig it.
1: The lighter blue on the on the underarms. I was just like, I am really excited to see that costume in action.
2: It's yeah. so shiny. Yeah,
1: it is pretty shiny, but and then we uh, get a you,
2: oh sorry. Max, you, go you, ahead. Go ahead, finish it up. I was just going to say
1: we get the after credit scene where uh Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock is drunkenly ranting to a to a bartender who's like and you're telling me about these aliens and uh you know somebody who's in, obsessed with rings and you know Venom's going back and forth with them and all of a sudden he gets shifted back to his To his reality, but he leaves back, leaves behind a little bit of black goo on that bar top.
2: Did you you recognize that uh, that bartender? No. Football is life from Ted Lasso. Oh. What if he became Venom? What I was
1: just gonna (laughs) say. Don't forget the bartender's famous turn as Agent Venom.
2: Chicken and uh chocolate is life.
1: Yeah, they did uh they did uh dye Flash Thompson's hair blonde, so he's 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 halfway there to Agent Venom.
2: <laughs> did you think that it was weird that they had five Spider-Man villains rather than the Sinister Six?
3: Hmm.
2: I, I also thought it was weird because they brought in damage control at one point. Yes, they did. And I wonder if they originally were planning on having Michael Keaton as Vulture, and he was busy filming Morbius. Flashpoint. He was cheating. not was having he Morbius. Any, he, was,
0: not, he was no, no, no. All, any of the scenes they pretended were going to be in the movie were cut, and it's only a really bad after credit scene, <laughs> is what I've heard. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Any everything in the trailer where it was like implied that Morbi that he was meeting him is not in the film. Are you kidding me? Nope. It's complete false advertising
1: okay i get it i'm gonna
0: see this movie now wow <laughs> i get it um but yes that is I, I mean we basically went through it it's just oh and then the the another after credits is ostensibly the, the trailer for, yeah. truncated trailer in saying like he's gonna be back um good stuff yeah i i really liked it i yeah. wish they
2: hadn't done that i i don't want them to put trailers at i the agree end. i want them to put agree with some, you. do something <sighs> yeah. new uh, like I mean, something it, it's a natural
0: tie-in because it was it was had so much Doctor Strange focus. You could and do it's, and it's, it's a it's you, a cop out. You do could do scene, the do scene, scene where he you could do
1: the scene where he walks up to Wanda's cabin. Like just do a scene, and he's yeah, just like, that's yeah. true too. like it it and like even if that's a scene from Doctor Strange, that you it's know is like new. It's not like the trailer yeah. and stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're not wrong. Also, you're, this like, movie sucks, actually. <laughs>
2: I like to avoid trailers and now I'm sitting there in the theater and I'm like oh, well, you're like well there's a trailers
0: after the movie now what the fuck I,
2: st- I <laughs> yeah. stayed for this shit
1: and then Michael Bay's ambulance trailer rolls right after that and
2: <laughs> the
0: whole the actual movie just starts playing
2: except uh, uh, Mysterio is in the back of the ambulance oh no
0: it's Quentin back he's back
1: <laughs> uh, any final thoughts on Spider-Man No Way Home before we head out
0: It's great. Go see it. You already said it's an it's S S for Spider Man tier (laughs) Marvel film. Yeah, Uh, and in and I in my hope is that it sets up a new Tom Holland trilogy where he is now the friendly neighborhood Spider Man and is having to do things on his own. It should be interesting because that's been so many people's complaint. Oh, he's he's Iron Man Junior. He's got all this. Oh, he's so you know tech savvy and he's got like auto kill mode and it, it Iron Spider. It's not he's not really Spider Man and I feel like now we've had the three movies of origin three movies of him from a very early in his spider-man career joining the avengers doing these adventures and kind of learning and growing and suffering and now yeah. he's at this point where he has sacrificed everything his own identity to be continue on as his vigilante so yeah let's see what they do with it max
2: we gonna get an mcu miles morales i wonder i kind of think they probably I want a secret wars
0: them. and i want miles morales to come in mm, I
2: well they they I, did introduce if,
1: his uncle in the first one so
2: they did but i wonder if they could actually do it now that sony's got into the spider-verse i wonder if they're there if they want to like if they want uh, miles morales for themselves yeah exactly yeah oh god we'll see i'm well, excited I mean, to see more of uh daredevil though uh charlie cox i hope that he yeah. shows up in um And She-Hulk may be representing Happy Hogan. Maybe she'll be representing Happy Hogan. We'll see because he needs a good lawyer. He
1: sure does. (laughs) All right, everybody, that'll do it. Uh, Thanks for sitting through this long episode. We'll see you next time. Bye.
2: Bye.